Hey everyone, welcome to the Oregon Libertarian Podcast. This is Will Hobson, your host, and I don't think I'm going to be joined by uh, a co-host today, but I will take callers if anybody wants to call in and talk. Uh, Just wanted to have kind of a cathartic episode where we talked about the before times, the pre-COVID era, um, maybe what politics was like for us during that time or some things that we enjoyed that maybe have now changed uh maybe some things that have gone back to being normal that we can celebrate uh and maybe talk about where some things are headed uh for good or for ill um uh a lot of people that know me know that i was a uh bartender uh back uh before uh, 2020 began and actually I was a bartender for a little bit in the very beginning of 2020 when I uh, moved to Cascade Locks in Oregon uh, my wife got a job out here that was a pretty big deal and since I was a bartender I could I can essentially you know I thought could work anywhere so I packed up with her moved out here to the gorge Columbia River Gorge and she got her job and I started looking for work and I eventually, although it was the middle of winter, it's not usually the best time to look for work uh, in Oregon as a bartender, but I eventually got a job the February before uh, COVID hit at a little brewery in town and started working there and I was go- everything was going pretty good until, you know, uh, early March and then everyone got laid off all of a sudden. I essentially had my livelihood outlawed. Uh, I really felt, you know, kind of blindsided by that. I was like, oh, just an entire industry could just be, by by government decree, could be deemed uh, illegal to practice. Uh you know, serving beer at bars, you know, and everyone trapped in their homes. And uh, I I looked for bars that were being brave, that were staying open. And I, I tried to talk to so many people uh, during that time to see if they were doing anything, maybe a little subversive, maybe that they shouldn't be doing, like having a little speakeasy. Um, and, you know... I was so disappointed that there were so few examples of it out there in the world. Um, there was uh, one little get together at like a little bookstore. I remember in Oregon city, uh, they had some members uh, from the, the group that's now called free Oregon were there. And uh, I remember uh, there, you know, a, a big group of us sitting there drinking, talking about opening up our, you know, maybe some speakeasies and resisting all the lockdowns. And, uh, and, uh, I, I remember thinking, you know, I was like, Oh, I was in a room with, you know, kind of revolutionaries and we're gonna, we're not going to stand up to this. We're going to fight back to it. And I remember really being excited about it, but I found <clears throat> precious few examples, but, uh, at least early on of people really, uh, being willing to stick their neck out and, uh, go against the the governor. I know there are other people that uh, did find examples of that and people that did try it to, you know, more or less, more or less successful degrees. Uh, But uh, I, I unfortunately couldn't, 
couldn't find too many good examples of it. I um, I did offer a lot of people that you know uh, my my services as a bartender, like saying, "Hey, you know, uh, I can homebrew. I can you know make up. Uh, you know, I can get a draft system going. We we can uh, we can have something up and running pretty fast if we wanted to." And just everyone being like, "Yeah, that's a great idea," but no one offering up a space. Uh, I tried to. Uh, convince you know the uh, the 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 significant other that maybe we could do something like that, and she you know said no, and she heard heard me out, and she was sympathized, but she ultimately said no, and I um, yeah, it just I I kept on thinking the example of you know prohibition uh, in twenty twenty, like man, like. Americans really stuck their neck out to like maintain their civil liberties during that, that time period. And we just, I don't know if we're just made of different stuff now. Uh, if we, we, we I could definitely see that very starkly that the um, individualism and, you know, the American spirit of not being told what to do had been a, uh, been vastly degraded over the last hundred years. Uh, I will say I did watch cathartically watch a couple episodes of like boardwalk empire and kind of wish that, uh, uh, one or two, maybe members of that, uh, of that casting were people that I knew, or, <laughs> or at least just slightly braver people. Obviously there are some horrible people uh, in the story of boardwalk empire, but just kind of lamenting that the, yeah, that we were so easily cowed. Um, I, uh, do remember, uh, and this, I'm saying this mostly so I don't forget, uh, you know, what happened a lot those last two years, because it is important for us, I think, to, uh, take, uh, note of, you know, all the stuff that went down and, you know, to have some kind of, uh, record of it. But, um, uh, eventually, you know, the, the business I found that probably did the most heroic, um, uh, defiance against the, you know, the Oregon's lockdown state was probably a, a little bar in East Gresham called Spud Monkeys. And uh, they were fantastic. They, they didn't even have their servers wearing masks uh, and they were wide open even when, you know, other places had closed down. Uh, they, they let anyone come in, masked or unmasked. They never even considered any kind of, uh, um, uh, you know, vaccine regime regime that wasn't even that they didn't even get there. They, they just, they just, they stopped at the mask stuff. And I remember going there and just feeling such a sense of relief that there were still some people that had a little bit of a backbone, um, uh, in, in the service industry and that were willing to stand up. And, uh, man, when I went in there, I made it rain tips. I tipped like, what if I, somebody poured me a beer instead of tipping a dollar? I tip three. You know, if somebody made me food, I, I would I, I was tipping as much as I could. I was spending a lot of money on tips because I wanted to reward, uh, you know, the people and the employees there for taking the risk that they did. And you know, uh, we had some good times there, but ultimately the the state did crack down on them. They fined them so much they weren't able to pay rent. And then their landlord, who I think was uh, pretty sympathetic to the to lockdowns, once the moment they uh, 
he could take him to court for non-payment. They, uh, they seized the bar and shut it down. And it was definitely a, um, casualty of the lockdowns, uh, and, uh, I think was sent as an example to the other bars in the area and in Portland area that, you know, if you go against the will of the state, you will be crushed, you know, by the system, you know, they won't physically crush you. They won't come with a bunch of thugs and rough you up. They'll, they don't have to, they can just do it through, uh, lawfare, you know, uh, with lawyers and fines and just, you know, bring you to heel with financial submission. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't find any other, uh, places I think that have stood up to, uh, that level of, you know, tyranny. Uh, I didn't find any other examples. I think of businesses that stood up quite to that level. There were definitely other businesses that stood up to it. They were a little bit more quiet about it. Uh, but, you know, I've got a drink in my hand right here, and I'd like to say a quick cheers. If you have a drink, to give a quick cheers for Spud Monkeys and, and Gresham for standing up to the lockdowns. So, cheers. But yeah, um, if anybody's interested in calling in, I think uh, that should be an option if you'd like to pop in, maybe talk about, I don't know, some of your experiences during the lockdowns, any personal, uh, examples of, uh, bravery you saw, or maybe you'd like to talk about the pre-lockdown, uh, pre-COVID times or, or what's going to become the post-COVID era. Uh, I definitely, I feel like, you know, I, I came of drinking age in the mid two thousands and I definitely feel like while, you know, politics was still something you maybe didn't always want to talk about, uh, you know, when you're drinking at a bar, I definitely feel like it was still like an acceptable place to go, um, you know, in the 2000s and even in the 2010s, you know, prior to Trump, you could still, you know, have a, a discussion, even if it was a little bit spirited, you could still have a discussion about politics and you could, uh, you could still disagree with people, but, uh, man, I, I don't know if I'd want to get into a political discussion nowadays, um, it's uh too much probably a little bit too much built up and uh the sad thing too is is that you, I, I haven't even been able i have family that i like to drink with and i used to like to go to bars with and uh, i even have family members now who uh I, I i don't even think i could take them out drinking and discuss politics it's just uh we've become so polarized and so you know kind of dug in it's lost the, a lot of its appeal and uh yeah uh gregor is calling in and i'm gonna take his call go ahead gregor uh go ahead and meet yourself talking i can't hear you because i think you're still muted let me see if that's something i'm supposed to do on my end i don't think so i'm gonna let uh Gregor, hang out for a second. Uh, uh, yeah, now oh, he's calling back. Let's try it again. Go ahead, Gregor, if you're able to unmute. You're okay. All right. Uh, um, it's look, it's looking like we're having some issues with uh, the mute button right there. So, um, I'm going to keep letting Gregor back in and stuff. I'm 
but uh, uh see if he can get on somehow but um yeah uh where was i yeah oh yeah they yeah so basically uh I felt like, you know, I was getting into politics prior to 2020 uh, either way, and I was becoming politically motivated. Uh, but man, 2020 really was like rocket fuel for my activism and, you know, just the, the fact that they could reach into my life and, you know, make one of make my profession that I, you know, pr- use to provide for my family, you know, essentially illegal uh to practice really uh really hit home and uh more than anything i think uh, uh it was what helped get me through um these last couple of years is like having something to work on or work towards because i know a lot of people lost hope and gave in nihilism and you know maybe you know sought you know relief through drugs or alcohol and i and i definitely sought some uh I definitely sought some solace in, in some drinking, but, uh, I think I've found the most, uh, the most relief and, you know, being able to take some charge back from my life and being able to, you know, get into the political process and maybe move, start moving the needle a little bit in a, in a direction that uh, I hope eventually will, uh, bear fruit. Um, let's try that. Oh, there's Gregor. He's in. Hey, Gregor, okay. how's it well, going? I ended up having to go into my phone instead of my computer. I don't know why my computer's not working. I got oh, yeah, no worth worth of audio equipment that I can't use with this app, apparently. I also have a lot of audio equipment, and I can't bring it to heel, so <laughs> I'm just doing this on my phone right now, so. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, are you, oh, whoop, we lost Gregor. All right. Well, uh, yeah, well, there he is. Let's turn a little. Well, back we in. lost Gregor because he didn't realize if he unmuted on his computer, it would hang him up on his phone. So now we're just all confused. You guys can hear me, well, okay? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Do, do you have a question? No, I was just you know you were talking about sharing the whole experience thing. I finally went back to a coffee shop after a year and a half and was you know happily unmasked with the staff unmasked, and it was a really bright experience. I live in Hillsboro. And except for very few businesses who hey, happen to Gregor, be, yeah. Gregor, I'm so sorry, but you're cutting in and out every like three seconds. Uh, let, let's try it one more time. Go ahead and restart if, if you could. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, Gregor. Well, let, let's try again another time. Uh, or maybe you could uh, type it, uh, type into the chat. Uh, something that you wanted to say and I can read it out. Sorry. It doesn't seem like it's working any other way. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see. I talked about the before the current time, the lockdown times I talked about the four times times going forward. Um, I am glad to see that some things are going back to normal. I'm glad to see people back at bars drinking and uh enjoying themselves although i will say some things that i've seen that are now different is that man there is a at least in oregon a huge demand for people in the service industry and there is not enough people to go around um i and i've seen that for like at least a year now and you know 
it's it's a little bit of uh it's too late baby you know it's too late i really did try to make it <laughs> there is just you know I, I i don't i guess i don't understand the people that are pro what happened uh how they don't understand that they've made the service industry untenable you know and that now we have this specter floating over us of uh hey at any time people get scared they your livelihood may be eliminated so other people can feel safer and uh there's i honestly think it's no wonder that people you know businesses and bars around here struggle so are struggling so hard to find people to work in an industry like that like i have largely foregone uh service industry work even though i could i could get back into it i could be making money and all this stuff i almost feel like you know i'd be serving the people that would stab me in the back and dump me off a cliff uh you know if that if it served their purpose i i i I I am probably going back to maybe a part-time job here pretty soon, but and I have spent a lot of my savings that I kind of uh, hoarded over the course of the the pandemic and the unemployment stuff, and uh, I've done some work on the side. But I am getting at the point where uh, I do need to seek more like you know like standard work again. But uh, I haven't really enjoyed the last couple of years really throwing myself at political activism and community and organizing and. Uh, getting the Libertarian Party where it is uh, has been a multi-year task that I feel very proud of. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, I only ever would seriously go back to service industry work if I owned the venue that I was, uh, you know, serving at. Um, I don't want to put other people's. Um, I don't want to uh, be at the mercy of <laughs> of a lot of these people that are currently uh running bars and pubs around here there there are a few exceptions uh you know there's a coffee shop in my town that's incredibly based uh that um never put up a sign during the entire uh pandemic and i i don't know how they did it but they they should be commended uh and rewarded handsomely with lots and lots of business um they're uh, there are some other places where, you know, they, they put up signs and they, they, their staff are, you know, masked, but they, they didn't really come at you. And it was just kind of a wink and a nudge, nudge. But there were so few examples of people that just straight up dug in their heels and said it out loud. We defy you. And, um, I, 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 it makes me sad that the, that part of the American spirit has was has been so clearly been uh, degraded that um, it's going to be hard to get back. Uh, but I hopefully that a lot more people now are woken up to that and are will be much more resistant the next time this something comes around. Hopefully that this was a case of being caught off guard. Uh, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, what else do I want to talk about on on this subject? Um, let me actually check the chat really quick and see if I can look at the chat. Nothing in the chat. Okay. 
Uh, I don't have a co-host tonight, so uh, I might wrap this up a little bit early. Um, I do want to say if you are interested in helping me continue to do activism more or less full time, I am trying to right now start a little coffee roasting business on the side that's got some uh, political um, motivations to it, uh, some anti-war motivations. I am uh, trying to uh, uh, trying to do a, a couple different things for the Liberty Movement to uh, build up to to bring in some income, so I don't have to go back to serving beer to people that want to destroy my livelihood uh, in the in the case of a uh, another crisis. Uh, uh, so if you want to go to strike.me slash Will Hobson, uh, you can uh, donate crypto or, or dollars if you have the app. Um, I'd really appreciate it if you got a couple of a uh, couple of bucks rolling around in there that you don't need. Uh, uh, and I can keep doing these projects. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, OK, Gregor's calling in one more time. We're going to give it a shot. Uh, see if we can. uh take his call and we can figure out what what's going on hey gregor go ahead in my microphone so does can you hear me now i can hear you oh well then we figured out that little that one little checkbox that needed to be fixed good congratulations on the coffee business by the way i am a coffee snob um so i look forward to finding out about it and tasting your wares when that comes to the point um You mentioned, though, people hopefully learning something, and sadly, I wish I could agree with you. Um, But it seems to me, I mean, everywhere I look, this week I finally went back to my favorite coffee shop. The Insomnia Chain here in Oregon is just a wonderful little group of coffee shops that have good service, excellent coffee, and good people in them. Yeah, I've been Um, there before. They are really good. Yet. You know, they masked up and, and restricted and did all these things during the whole lockdown thing. And um, I finally went back after like 16 months of not going. Um, and they're still on, they're on, still only open limited hours, the poor things, because they just can't find the baristas. But it was a joy to see everybody without a face, you know, with a face now instead of with masks. And, you know, the staff was like, well, I don't think we'll ever go back to there again. And yet my money would be on if... Oregon said, yeah, it's time to mask up again because it's November and October and COVID's coming back. Um, you know, I, I get the impression that most people will just do it. And it's really sad. I've, you know, my wife is a, is a, is a socialist. Well, she says she's a Democrat, but she's obviously a socialist. Anyway, I love her anyway. We've been married for 35 years, so it's not like I'm going to trade her in on a new model, but, um, it's just, you know, they, they don't see that anything was wrong during that time, and therein lies the problem. They don't understand the businesses that have to fold and, and the fact that these shortages we're seeing be, are because of where. Uh, are you. Gregor? Are you. Okay. No, I, uh, I, I definitely think that something that people that aren't economically literate don't realize is that the there were some major economic uh disallocations that happened and that um you know actually one of the things uh, about all of it it's not so much the 
you know, the disallocation of economics, like things weren't done quite as efficiently as they should have been, you know, like, yes, that is uh, very sad, but you know, what was more, what more disturbed me than anything else was how willing people were to, or how other bi willing businesses were to obviously engage in, in self harm to their, to their business and to their own livelihoods and to, to that of their, their employees and, uh, the, how willingly they did it and how willingly they offered themselves up as tribute and sacrifice was, was one of the more disturbing things about the whole affair, uh, and the lockdowns and the mandates. And I, and I don't, and, and now we're seeing, I looked up at a, a blog. There's a blog of like recently closed down restaurant, uh, chains i think it's from eater pdx or something and uh there's been a huge uptick in the last two months of like restaurants closing down and i know a lot of them got you know big pp uh i think it's the the pp loan ppe loans uh the where basically the government you know bought off these businesses their their compliance because if they didn't offer these loans a lot of these businesses overnight would have turned into revolutionaries uh to help us so they had to be bought off uh and but now that the loans are done and they they've been forgiven and all these business people can see the writing on the wall they're all like closing up shop i i think before the the coming storm um i definitely think economics you know it, it things in an economy our size do take a while to trickle down into like the to really start to feel the effects of the mistakes that are made uh, but i think we are going to feel them even more so than they've already and they they have been so far and i think the the effects already so far have been pretty drastic but the ones that are coming i think are going to be even more um show stopping uh for sure and um yeah and i i just i lament that so many people went along with it and that so many people uh, viciously mocked those who uh, disagreed and tried to argue in good faith for why this might be a bad idea. I know we even had some libertarians, the Libertarian Party, that uh, felt that what pretty strongly about um, you know going along with the the lockdowns and the mandates, you know, for for personal health reasons. And they they said later, you know, like oh, I never uh, interfered with anybody's um, I, I would have never interfered with anybody's right to, to do it otherwise, but I don't think that's really quite true. And, uh, definitely the people that, you know, the people in our party that defended it, you know, I didn't see them six you know feet away with a mask on at any rallies to like help, uh, defend our rights, not to wear a mask there. They were all too quiet when that came around. And, uh, I think that's quite telling. And, uh, a good reason, I think, for, uh, you know, so you don't have to hear quite as much as my nasally drone without someone else talking. I'm going to kind of cut it off here for tonight. Uh, but uh, thanks for uh, coming. I, I really appreciate it listening. Um, I, again, always have uh, uh, Jackbox game night at 7 o'clock following this. Uh, if you want to go check that out or how to, to get on it, go to uh, um, lporegon.org. And if you go to our events or calendar page, you can uh, see 
all our events happening and you can get links to go to those different events and participate and hang out. And uh, yeah. And uh, again, I'll just remind everyone, if you like uh, all the different projects I'm doing, like Libertarian Jackbox, uh, the Oregon Libertarian podcast, uh, being a member of the board of Oregon, helping to fundraise for the party, uh, donating my time uh, over these last few years. If you'd like to send a little bit of appreciation my way, uh, I would really appreciate that. If you go to strike.me slash Will Hobson, you can do that. Uh, I also have a buy me a coffee uh, uh, donation site, which is uh, you can use to donate well on with a credit card. If you go to buymeacoffee.com slash Will Hobson, you can also go there and do that as well. Anyway, all right. Uh, you guys all have a good night. Uh, drink and enjoy bars being open and, you know, a little bit of our freedom restored. And hopefully we can constantly make gains towards more freedom and never go back to what happened these last few years. Anyway, have a good night. Cheers.